Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to another episode of Fabulous, a podcast about self-love, self-care, and and being fat. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that, Katie. Are you okay with that? Y'all, we're laughing so hard because we just had to delete the first recording of our intro because instead of saying and being fat, Lindsay said and being and being a fat. I'm like, a fat what? What? There's so many things that could follow. No, I, I now identify as a fat. <laughs> I now okay. identify as a fat. A That's fat. it. That's it. I now identify as a fat. That's it. So welcome back. We know that it has been two weeks, y'all. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it's know. been two weeks. So the first week we took off for my 30th birthday. Hey! Happy birthday, your girl. Kate. Your girl's 30. I, I told it. Lindsay, instead of 30 flirty and thriving, it's 30 anxious and surviving. <gasps> oh, my that's, God. <laughs> that's where we are now. Um, hey, and that's okay. That's okay. We're here. I um, heard I heard 32 is the age. So, you know what? Just two more years and you'll be living your best life. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. How many days is that? Over 700? I can, I can handle it. <laughs> so, yes, we took off that first week for my 30th birthday, which was a lot of fun. I went to visit my sister and... Went to the drag brunch in Nashville mm. with my husband went. It was great. Aww. We had a great time. It looks fun. I've always wanted to do something like it that. It was so fun. We Where did y'all go? go? You want to plug them? We went to Susie Wong's uh, drag brunch. And it's actually held at play in Nashville. But I want to take you uh, to the one in Memphis at Atomic Rose. It's really okay. good, too. And they do bingo after. So we'll okay. chat about that Absolutely. later. But I, we're going to go. Um, and then the following week was 4th of July, and Lindsay and I just couldn't get it together. <laughs> you know, so here we are. We're back. And first of all, I, we cannot say thank you enough to those of you who have texted us, called yes. us, emailed us, and told us how much you're enjoying the podcast. Lindsay and I love hanging out, but we also love doing this with you guys. Um and one of my favorite comments, and I've actually gotten this comment from several people, is that they feel like they're sitting in the room with us, kikiing and chatting. And that has been the best comment wow. that I think I've gotten because... I love that. Yeah, that's how we want it to feel. We, mm-hmm. want, we want it to feel like you're sitting in the room with us laughing, cutting up, because that's what Lindsay and I love to do. Yes. And anybody that knows us knows that we would much rather sit in the house mm-hmm. and... Uh, sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to cut <laughs> my air... Difficulties. Technical difficulties. Um, we love nothing more than to just sit in the house and chill and chat and laugh and have a good time. I mean, we would rather do that than go out for hours on end. Like this is just what we love to do. And we're so happy to be doing it with you. So thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) And every day. And every day. Well, once a week. Unless we (laughs) get. Yes. (laughs) Once every two weeks. Um, once a week or you know a couple times a month whenever we whenever thank, we can get it together. But thank you guys for listening. I think and like me and Katie will talk sometimes like who are you most surprised to know listen to the podcast? So we like seeing um you know who's actually listening and if I may say so myself, I I I'm kind of surprised but very excited yes. that we got over 100 plays. I know. <laughs> Snaps for us. Snaps for us. Oh my god, I was actually kind of shocked by that. Honestly, and honestly, snaps for you guys for listening yes, and for putting for putting up with mine and Lindsay's ADD brains and being all over the place <laughs> and laughing. So we appreciate it so much. And we're also going to ask a lot of you that listen. I I feel like probably follow the Facebook page and we don't post on there a lot. But if you would, when we drop an episode, share that. Share that with people. You don't have to post it on your personal page if you don't want, but message it private message it to people that you know would enjoy this podcast and this content and just you know a free conversation 
free-flowing conversation for everyone. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, let's jump right in, Lynn's friends. What are we talking about today, girl? Girl, what are we talking about today? Um, we're going to talk about our childhood. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about growing up fat or growing up not fat. Mm-hmm. Fluctuating. <laughs> flat Flat fluctuate. <laughs> flat fluctuate. <laughs> flat fluctuate. Um, and we're going to talk about dating. Yeah. I'm excited. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And even bigger. Dun, dun, dun. There's so much to talk about. So, yeah. And by childhood, I mean everything until last year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just matured three months ago. <laughs> For real. I'm full grown now. <laughs> I'm not a baby no more. I know. I'm like... I I asked somebody the other day, I said, how long can you claim it's just baby fat? <laughs> how long can you say, oh, I just still have a little baby oh, fat? She's just, just got a little baby fat. She ain't worked off yet. She's only 30. <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, you mean she had a baby? No, she just still has her baby. She is a baby. <laughs> wow, that is For so real. funny. So, Lindsay, look, it's been two weeks, and like, I just like to keep it real here. Do we do GBs at the beginning or at the end? At the beginning. Girl. Okay, good. I can't even like I can't even remember y'all. What was Lindsay, your GB? Oh, girl, my GB of this week. Okay, so my G and my B are the same this week. Okay, what's gonna happen sometimes? And it's technically from two weeks ago, but your girl's thirty. Yeah, that's my G and my B. Okay, you're still hunk girl. Why? Let's have a mini session right now. For real. What is the hang up on thirty? Do you have the EMDR light? Can you like? Can we, like, have a session here? Yeah, we get some, like, soft uh, worship music playing. Oh, yes. We get the worship leader on piano. D- like, dim the... Oh, sorry, I just hit the table. <laughs> dim the lights around yeah. me. Um, no, it's... Okay, so my G is that I'm 30. I was really struggling hardcore with it before I turned 30. And now that I am 30, I'm like, you know what? I just have to look at it as I've been blessed with another year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't make it to 30. No. And so that's something to be grateful for. So... Well, <laughs> sorry, someone just drove by on a, I don't know what that was, a four-wheeler? Anyway, we live out in the country. <laughs> so, so um, yes, it's a blessing to be 30. I'm looking forward to, you know, what's coming up in my 30s. Like, what mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Like, how my life's going to play out in my 30s. So, I'm excited about that. Listen, everybody's saying that 30s, the reason why your 30s are better than your 20s is, think Think of where you were when you were 20 years old. Think of where you lived, who you were dating, who your friends were, Ooh. what your financial situation was Ooh. at 20. Do you really want to go back to 20 years old? I don't. Exactly. I do Look not. where you are now at 30. That's true. That's so true, Lindsay. Be 30. Look at Lindsay, good. the therapist. I know. Everybody's like, Ooh. listen, <laughs> I'm trying to be older. I'm not <gasps> trying to go back. To well, anywhere I've been. I just, I'm just trying to move forward. I have to look at it. And I think we should all look at it this way, you know, is that you're, you've been blessed with another year and you get, you know, you get another year, another trip around the sun and mm-hmm. you just got to make the most of it. So my G would be that I turned 30. My B would still be, y'all, I know. I know house, what your real B, I know what your real B is, but go ahead and tell the fake B. <laughs> the, the house hunting experience is yeah. still my B. Mm-hmm. Like that is still my B this week. Brandon and I have actually decided we're no longer going to hunt for a house and mm. we're going to try to buy the house that we're in right now, which I think will be a lot better for us right now. But that was a stressful experience. Yeah, I know. And, you know, it. I, I've never met anybody that was like, you know, house hunting was totally stress-free. It was fine. But I also think that the market we're in, you know, the 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 
way the insurance or interest rates have just skyrocketed, mm-hmm. the price of homes has yeah. skyrocketed. And the fact is, is right now, Jackson, like the Jackson area, mm-hmm. we'll say that, West Tennessee, is building a lot of industry like Blue Oval City, Tyson, all those things have come around this area now, mm-hmm. have shown up here. <clears throat> and that means that we need more housing mm-hmm. because we have more employees, we have more people. And Blue Oval City is going to pull from Memphis and Jackson. Um, but there are going to be a lot of people that move out of state to Jackson to work at Blue Oval City. And so there are so few homes on the market right now that it seemed like every time Brandon and I found something we liked, it would just get snatched up and it right. would go for way over asking price yeah. because that's just kind of the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. So we've decided to take a step back, try to buy the house we're in and go from there. And I think that's going to yeah. be the best plan for us right now and the 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 least stressful option. So yeah. We're going to go with that. And I love this for you, too, because even though this might be your plan right now, is be like, okay, well, we're going to stop hunting and we're going to just surrender and, you know, we're looking at buying this house right now. Right. That at least puts you in a state of surrender. Yeah. Where if something does come along. We might you know, move. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, it opens up your opportunities. But, like, when you're on constantly, like searching and looking and you you're in that mindset of i I need it i need i need you're kind of like it's exhausting and you're in like this lack mindset which actually puts you further away from what you're trying to bring into your life yes yes. so being in this state of surrender might bring something to you but you might end up buying this house and renovating it and that be the best option for you guys absolutely absolutely so what's your gb lens friends okay my g is that i'm getting a puppy We love that. Oh, I'm nervous, though, because you remember Sweetie. Oh, don't <laughs> Some we? Some of you listening might remember Sweetie. Oh, my God. I loved her, but she was a Malamute boxer, mutt mix. Like, she was a bunch of different things. She was, she a, had, League of, she was a League of Nations. Yes, yeah, she was a League of Nations, but she mostly <laughs> had Malamute in her, and Malamutes are very independent dogs. She was very hard to train, and I was just a kid. I didn't know how to train a dog. I thought it was this because I was spoiled with Sammy, our little... Jack Russell, we, he, well, he's a mutt too, but he's got mostly Jack Russell in him. He is so sweet. And what do you say? Docile. Yes. He is just the sweetest thing. He was easy to train. So I thought all dogs were that easy to train. Uh, Sweetie girl. was not trainable at all. Um, ended up having to give her away because I had a house that didn't allow pets and I was young in college and it just, I was, I couldn't take care of her the way she deserved to be taken care of. So I had to give her to a family. So, um, it's been years since I've had a dog, but... Well, look, that's kind of how it was when we got Dax. Mm-hmm. So, Dax is awesome. We love him. He'll be six months old soon. Yeah. So, half a year old. I can't believe it. He's already 50 pounds. He's huge. Yes. Um, he's big. But look, Lindsay, I'll, I'll be really honest, too. Like, I had not had a puppy since Dory. Yeah. And y'all know Dory Cray. Like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. I love her, but she cray. And she she's, was always made for the forest, though. She's she is feral. eight years old. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I have not had a puppy wow. in eight years. Yeah. Other than like the ones like I helped my mom, like we fo- helped foster through like a rescue, yeah. but we had them for like a few weeks and they went to their home, you know, forever homes, which right. is great. But, um, training a dog. And I mean, here's the thing, like Dory is very independent. She's Catahoula and Australian shepherd. So she's, she has a lot of independence and she needs to be working, but obviously we don't have a farm. So she wasn't <laughs> doing that. Um, so we have her doing dishes. Right. She was doing dishes. <laughs> Cold laundry. Up, right. I saw, no, I uh, wish. She was helping Brandon with her laundry yesterday, wasn't no, she? No, Dax was. <laughs> Dax was helping Brandon oh. with his laundry. And by that, I mean he drug all of the all of the clothes hangers out of his room for him <laughs> and brought them to the couch. And Brandon had to come in here and get all the hangers back because he's just like bringing one hanger at a time like, ooh, I need this <laughs> one too. Go. Yes. So 
Um, yeah, Dory's crazy, but Dory would learn tricks like in a heartbeat and she still knows everyone that I ever taught her. And mm-hmm. so when we got Dax, I was like, oh, I've got to get on it. I've got to train him well. Like I've got mm-hmm. it, you know, but here's the thing. Poodles are very independent and very smart dogs as well. Now they're very, I say independent. They love people. So they like want to be obedient to you, but they're also very intelligent. So if they can outsmart you, they will do it. Mm-hmm. And we're learning that with Dax because he's very smart. Um, but he is very sweet. But like, look, there have been times like when he was, when we first got him, he was so easy to train. It was so sweet and precious. Then he got a little older and got a little independent. Mm-hmm. Then he went back through that phase of being very obedient. Now he's kind of getting into that wild, rambunctious phase. So I think it's just, you got to be willing to ride the wave too. Yeah. And I have, it's taught me a lot of patience. Um, yeah. Because I'm the kind of person I don't have a lot of patience. Mm. So it, like working with him and being with him all the time has taught me just, it's really yeah, you know, because at the end of the patience. day, they're a living creature, right? Like you can try to train them as much as you possibly can, especially when it comes to like the crate and the potty. But some things you're just gonna have to surrender, Be right? Like, you know what? They're a living pick, creature. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. Just honey. like with children. So, you know? what kind of puppy are you getting? Um, he is an Australian Healer Lab mix. <gasps> Yeah. And what are you naming him? Uh, so his name is Hank. His, oh. his name is Hank Jr. And I'm just going to keep it as Hank because I think it's cute. I think it's fitting. That's sweet. So I'm going to call him Hank. I'm so excited for play dates. Little Hanky. I know because he's he's going to get to be a good medium-sized dog. So Little Hanky Panky. Yeah, I think Hank, Hanky Panky and <laughs> Daxy Waxy. We're going to together. <laughs> but that's my genie. Our little cousin dogs. Cousin oh, dogs. Our yes. little cousin pups. Oh, how do both have pups and neither one of us named it Kiki? <laughs> oh, for real. Because they're both boys. Because they're both boys. Yeah. Oh well, true. we could have named a boy uh, Kiki. Miss Miss Ma- Matreon. Oh my Miguel gosh, y'all! <laughs> Come in, Paula. I gotta go. Did you oh. hear her? She gotta go. She says she says she needs money. Pause for the cause. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. So, Paula came by, and I'll let you guys know, um, we found a kitten under our car a few weeks ago. Just a little baby kitten. Um, I don't know where it came from. It it can't be more than five or six weeks old, and so I bought some kitten formula. We found it at home. And so, the girl that took it in, I bought her some kitten formula, because I know that it needs to be on a bottle still. And um, so... Yeah, anyway, that's why Paula came by, and so we had to get that to her, and now we're back. So, Liz. And we're back. Okay. What's so, your beat? And now, my beat. Um, so, my bee is my living situation right now. I am very blessed to have a home, but <laughs> oh, that's not it is home. summertime, and this home is crawling with little critters, and I'm over summertime. it. Summertime. <laughs> But um, I don't like the bugs. I love li- I love living out in the country. It's so peaceful and nice. And there are things about my home that I really enjoy. But yeah, the the bugs have just gotten out of control. Um, and we even like paid for a guy to come out and spray our front yard. Not our front yard. Spray. Our I was whole like, well, yard. that's the problem. With <laughs> he came and sprayed the whole yard and sprayed inside the house, and we still have uh little critters. So um, I am looking to. Because at the end of the day, I'm a city girl. Mm. I'm looking to move back into um, civilization. Because I'm like 30, 40 minutes away from everything. What makes me laugh, though, right now is that Lindsay's been looking at houses in Milan. No, oh, she's like, you know, I'm a city, city. you know, I'm a city girl. I got to move to go Milan. Milan. I got to move to <gasps> Milan. I was thinking that the other day, Milan. Do I, what was I it? Milan girl? What was it that Cardi B said? You know, we here in Milan. I don't she know. She said something, eating spaghettis. What? Oh my god! I don't <laughs> I know. I ain't heard said, all that. I used to. I used to say that all the time. Eating spaghetti. 
I think eventually we should get to a where we can add little snippets of sounds oh, yes. while we talk and like little sound effects. So I if we that. did that, one day, start sound here. One day, <laughs> one day when, you know, this podcast blows up and we're all over the country, you know, because it's going to happen. We're speaking it out. We're believing yeah. in it. That's, okay. my, that's my B is I'm looking to find a new house. So we're both. So I guess you're not you're not house hunting anymore. I am rent house hunting. Oh. Yeah, I'm not ready to buy yet, but yeah, I would like to do another year renting, and then maybe next year buy something. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, let's continue on. So just a reminder, just want to pluggy, pluggy, plug here. Don't forget to keep sending us your GBs of the mm-hmm. week to fabulouspod at gmail.com. I know we have a few cousin kikis um, that will last us the next few weeks, but please also keep sending those in. Any questions you have, content ideas, uh, we want this podcast to, we want you to feel like you're a part of this podcast because you are. So send us those submissions. Keep sending us those. Um, sometimes I think of funny things and I wonder if I should say them or not. <laughs> and then sometimes I get scared when you think of things and wonder if you should say them. And then, and then in my head, I think. Yeah, Katie's like, because you know, if you were, if the, the roles were reversed and you were like, I don't know if I should say it, I'd be like, say it, girl. But Katie's like, maybe you shouldn't say it if you don't think you should What were you going to say? Now I have to know. I don't think I should say it. <laughs> what was it? Oh, oh this is going to be a good plug. So what we're wanting to do in the future, what we're wanting to do in the future is have some type of Patreon where we can give you guys more um, explicit or adult content, you know, more, more. Okay. Well, <laughs> now see, this is why I don't, this is why, this is why. This is, this is why I don't encourage Lindsay to open her mouth when she has an idea. Because I'm like, Lindsay, back up. Oh, no, back I up. don't mean like that. I don't mean like that. She, just... means, she means covering topics that might not be everybody's cup Family of tea. Family yes. right. And, you know, so maybe that's one day we can talk about doing that. My gosh. No, I'm, I'm just saying, start... too, like, we would, we would, like, probably cuss a little bit more on that video and stuff like that. You know, because on this one, I do bite my tongue a lot. But if we had a Patreon where we could just be like, hey, anything goes, you know, we might talk more freely. That's true. Yeah. So we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, now you guys know why. Y'all now you guys know. Katie's face. Now you guys know why I'm not always like, say it, Lindsay. Say what you yeah. want to say. Because then I'm like, oh, skirt. Skirt. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me punch the little flag button and go back and delete. <laughs> can, you, can you do that? Can you pause and like delete like the last 10 seconds or something like that? I can actually. You can? Yeah, oh, but I'm okay, not going so to because I think that's funny. But Yeah, yeah I, like, I like the one cut, even though it's been two cuts today. You know, because you know, Paula girl showed up. Yeah, that's okay. It's the stuff like that happens. And then we told her to come in, and she said, "I gotta go." <laughs> I said, "All right." I said, "All right, mom." Give me she a just second. stood there with her hand out. That's why I said that she wanted money. <laughs> she just stood there with her hand out. Yeah, she probably did want some money, but she got some kitty formula. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Girl. So I just thought about something really funny when what? you said, "Look, now I'm thinking about something funny." So you said not only fans and it just hit me. I don't know why my brain works like this, y'all, and I can't stop it. I cannot stop her. She does what she wants. <laughs> Same. So I was thinking like not only fans, but like I'm thinking of like the fat girls version. We oh, can no. call it only fries. <clears throat> okay, you your wheels and are always we can turning. Just, we can just test french fries from all different places. <laughs> Not stupid, stupid, first of all, because if you are like me and you've had French fries from literally every <sighs> restaurant in this area, you know they're all different, and some are not good and some are good. Who's got the best fries? Burger King. Really? Burger King got some good fries, but I will say this. Wendy's has upped their game a little bit they with have. them crispy fries. They have. They have upped their game. I will, I will take your Wendy's, and I will give you 
Checkers fully loaded fries. Have I've never had, had those? those. Ooh, girl. But here's the thing: if they if they put cheese on, they get soggy. Like how you know I can't I can't handle that. I want some crispy hot fries. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, anyway, so so be watching for that only fries. Only fries. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little uh, preview. That was just a little of, preview of, of our next business venture. <laughs> oh my god! Our next business venture, oh, only fries. Uh, I love it. But look, they know people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They know. Hey, tell us tell us your favorite fries. <gasps> like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer crispy fries, or do you like a little bit of softness? To your fries. Do you like them loaded? Do you like them plain? Do you like them dipped in ketchup? Do you like them dipped in ranch? Or mayonnaise? Shut up. <laughs> hey, shut up. I've been dipping my fries in mayonnaise. Or if you go, if you go to Chick Fil A, you got to dip your fries in Chick Fil A sauce. Yes, I'll agree with that. Everything, everything at Chick Fil A gets Chick Fil A sauce. I don't mm-hmm. care. Even the sweet tea. <laughs> just a little dabble. <laughs> you just dip. Uh, what I'm saying is, you just dip the straw. Oh, and then, and then put a little bit swirling around go, your little Chick Fil A cocktail. Oh, dumb. Okay, Chick Fil A cocktail. Okay, moving on. Childhood. Moving on. Woo. So let's Her. start. <laughs> Childhood. So Lindsay and I kind of wanted to talk because Lindsay and I have different experiences. So yeah. I have always been fat. Like my whole life, I've always been the biggest kid in my class. Like. Forever and ever. I, I can't remember a time. Now, now look. Oh, oh. Since we're talking about childhood fat, let me, let, <laughs> let me trigger you real quick. Oh, gosh. She's just big boned. <gasps> Listen, comment below if you've ever been told that. Comment below. Comment I don't below. think they can comment on here, but send oh, us an email. Have you send ever, us an email. Have you ever been called big, big boned? Big boned, yes. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that specifically about big boned okay i was at church camp <laughs> and you know a story's gonna be good when you start with that i was at church camp and there was this girl sitting across the table from me and i don't remember her name i never saw her again um she was skinny okay and i was probably 10 or 11 and i'm hefty obviously my whole life so she was sitting there going there's no such thing as being big boned everybody's <laughs> bones are the same size and i looked at her from across the table, I said, are you serious? I'm like 10 years old, okay? Yeah, you really think Sha- Shaquille O'Neal has the right. same size bones? As me? <laughs> and so I, I looked at her and I said, how does that... I said, how are people taller than other people? How are people wider than other people? And she just looked at me and went... Uh, and I was like, exactly. Praise like, God. Exactly. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have a good day. And then, <laughs> and then I ate my chicken nuggets in peace. <laughs> But I just, I will never forget that. Yeah, big boned was always, yeah, you're not fat. You're just big, big boned. boned. And then at some point, it's like, when does, no. <laughs> when does that yeah. change? So, so when does my bone start matching the bones of my peers? Because <laughs> how do I, how do I get? Because I haven't a, had a glass of milk in 18 years. <laughs> how do I get a bone reduction? <laughs> a bone reduction. How do oh I get God, a bone reduction? you look so good. What did you do? I had a bone reduction. I had a bone reduction. You know, I just had big bones. <laughs> That's really what it was this whole time. <laughs> I always knew there was a skinny girl in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, just had to anyway. shake her down a little bit. <laughs> just, had to, just had to contour my bones. <laughs> so, anyway, all of that to be said. Let's start with our childhood. childhood. So, yeah. Lindsay and I grew up in... The best era, the 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, where it was just all flat butts and cigarettes. <laughs> flat butts, cigarettes, low-rise jeans, crop tops. The shirt came right below the nipple, and the <laughs> jeans were right above the mons pubis. 
I'm deceased. <laughs> the jeans were right above the clitoris. Here's what. Here's here's all the stuff Lindsay said. Now, let me take you to where I was going, Lisa oh. Frank. <laughs> Lisa Frank, Judy B. Jones, Judy B. Jones, the Alice books, um, Spice Girls. Mm. I mean, I, I, Britney Spears. See, I was going through you, all that stuff. You remember your childhood? That's privilege. <laughs> oh, 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 excuse me. <laughs> oh, I thought childhood. I immediately went to thirteen years old. I'm like, that's the first memory I have is thirteen years old. I kidding. remember clippets. <laughs> when that, when that, what they were called? Those little sound bites you had that you clipped oh on. Oh my god, yes. That, that you those got in Happy my- Meals. <laughs> This explains so much. So much. Um, Furbies, those little fuzzy uh, and like clear colored telephones. Don't you remember you would have like a, you could like see through the telephone to all like the technology on the inside and that was so cool. Or you had the big fuzzy phones. Um, Instant messenger. Mm -hmm. Um, Man. That AOL sound. Dial up. (laughs) And you couldn't be on the computer and the phone at the same time. You, you have me. I have you. Um, Try to imitate the AOL sound. Nope. <laughs> Y'all, Lindsay's possessed. Hold on, I have to do an exorcism. Where's we'll my, be back. We'll where's be back. my Bible? We'll be right back. <laughs> so, yeah, it, d- there were some really good times in the 90s. A lot simpler times. And I know that everybody says that yes. about their childhood, but it, it's true. It just really is true. Can our outro song be Simple Times by Casey Musgraves? I've never Have heard, you heard that, that song? song. You would like that song. You know my sister's the Casey junkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so let's talk about our childhoods a little bit. Lindsay, I want to talk about your childhood specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about your childhood specifically. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about both of our childhoods specifically. specifically. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about yours as a PK, a preacher's oh, kid. Uh, her? <laughs> <laughs> who was she? When did she, where'd she Wait, go? Wait, I was a what? <laughs> who, who was she and where'd she go? Um, she's hiding under the big bones somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so what I'll say about childhood, man, you this is a big old crock pot of mess. So we got we got childhood. Not a crock pot. Uh, crock pot hey, for girl, it's, girl. It's, it's been simmering here, for how many gotta, years now? Here, let me paint the picture for you, okay? So we got the 90s. We got a southern family. Yes. We got the Christian family. Oh, yes. And then we got the PK. Oh. All mixed up together. You get And the middle child. Oh, don't oh lord. Oh, and no. the middle child. Yes. Um, it was a mess, girl. Honestly, what I remember of my childhood is immediately out the womb feeling fat. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately body shamed. Like, not body shamed, but what's funny about my experience with it is, like, no one directly would look at me and say, you are fat. It was more so I observed. So you were a chubby kid. I was a chubby kid. And I observed from my surroundings that I didn't look the way I was supposed to. And I didn't look like other kids. And I definitely didn't look like the girls in the movies. And I definitely didn't look like the girls in the magazines. And we want to preface this with saying we both had amazing parents. Yeah. Like, we were not abused children. Like, right. we were not... This is just our experience in life. And it has nothing to do with, the like, the way we were raised or our parents specifically. We just want to say that. Shout out, Paula, Jana, and Mike. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Chuck. And Chuck. We love you all. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. That's why I say more so it wasn't like like my parents never made me feel like a fat disgusting child. Right. It was more so the, soci- the pressure society, of society. Yeah. made me feel that way and then um when you know cuz when you're young 
you know, I don't think your parents care too much if you're a little bit chubbier. No. It's more so when you get older, they start to get concerned for About your, your health. health. Right. They, they sometimes will bring it up in that aspect. We're concerned for your health and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was more so society and my own inner critic yeah. who kind of made me feel well, less and let than. Me, and let me say this, too. I don't know if you had this same experience. So, again, I'm reiterating, I've always been fat. <laughs> I, was, I was born fat. And... <laughs> And I'm still fat. So how, how how much did you weigh as a baby? Nine pounds, eight ounces. Nine pounds. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was big boned. How dare you? <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, that's really not that big for a baby. That's I don't pretty think. Pretty big. <laughs> I think my mom actually said I was the biggest baby born at Jackson General that day. I'm dead. So. And see, think of like, how old were you when she told you that? I don't remember. Man, and see, if you were at impression, if you were at impressionable age, which every age is impressionable. <laughs> I'm every day that is impressionable. <laughs> That's Actually, my sister was 9'6", and she's tiny. I was going to say, yeah, how big you are as a baby has nothing to do with nothing, honestly. I know a boy who was born a 13-pound baby, and mm-hmm. he's like a tall, skinny bean star right, right. now. So, yeah, you know. and I was, I was 7 pounds when I was a baby. That was you the skinniest the I've baby ever been. <laughs> I was the skinniest I've ever been, girl. I wish I could go back. <laughs> But, yeah, so I don't know if you have experience with this, though, Lindsay. So, all of my cousins on my mom's side, I didn't. Were da- thin. Were they? Oh, My dad had a half-brother who passed away the year I was born. And he had four sons. And they all kind of live off. Like, I didn't have, like, a whole lot of family gatherings with them. So, all the family gatherings were at my mom's, like, my mom's family. And all of my cousins are absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was always the fat kid Mm, like you know what I mean and of course none of them made me feel that way but it was like you said it was like my observation of like exactly I don't feel like I look like all of these beautiful people and that's where the (laughs) and that's where the what's wrong with me thoughts start yeah 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 and it that was that was difficult and then of course like growing up too with my sister, and again, this is not her fault either. Right. My sister is a lot thinner than I am, and I have I have witnessed, and Emily and I actually talked about this recently. I have witnessed the looks on people's faces mm-hmm. when she introduces me to people that oh. don't that have never met me, and Emily will be like, "This is my sister," and I can see it, and she's like, "It's you're looking too far into it," and maybe I am in some cases, but I can sense when they look at me, and they'll get they'll do this, they'll look they'll look me in the eyes, and then look all the way down to my feet, and look all the way back up. And I'm like... And honestly, screw those people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, Emily and I mm. don't look anything alike. Like, she is slender and beautiful. And like, you know, like, I, I get it. We don't look anything alike. And I actually had somebody one time. I... <laughs> this has been years ago. But somebody told me once, you know, I had... I, I went through like this phase where I didn't wear makeup hardly at all. Just because I didn't want to bother with it. Like, yeah. I didn't... My skin's kind of sensitive. So, I just like didn't wear it. Well, one time, Emily, me and Emily, mom, and everybody were singing at the show, and I remember I put makeup on, and I think I wore contacts that night, because I don't do that very often either, because they make my eyeballs itchy. Mm -hmm. But, so, we went to this gig, and I remember someone came up to me and was like, you know what? You and your sister look so much more alike now that you have makeup on, and, like, you don't have your glasses on. And I just went, thank you? (laughs) I was like what do I say to that? But I was like, you know, whatever. And I mean, in situations like that, I wish you could be honest and just be like, you know what? Screw you. Like, what? I know, I know you think you're saying something. And I wish you could just, I wish you could just tell people off because 
even though people would perceive that as that was you being rude or you being whatever, you know what that's actually doing is it's you bringing accountability to people for their actions. For saying something that's and just like, And I guarantee like, you, if you would stop somebody in their tracks, they would never say anything like that to anyone ever again. That's probably true. And you'd be breaking the cycle. And again, I ju- again, I just want to reiterate, this, this is nothing like... This is nobody's fault. This is Lindsay and I are talking about our own perceptions of what people think. And, right. you know, it's not, this has nothing to do with Emily or my family or her family or anything. It's just like how we feel, mm-hmm. how we feel, you know, yeah. about. But it is important to be aware of the things that you're saying to people. Yeah, it I, is. I think it's very important to always think before you speak when you're about to comment on somebody's appearance. Yes. Even if you think that you are saying something that is a compliment in your eyes. Yeah. You know, you just always have to be sensitive when you talk, when you speak about people's appearances. Unless it's a general, that shirt looks really nice on you. Yeah. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? Like that, anybody can yeah. take that. It's good. Sure. But like, yeah, that was a weird, it was a very weird comment that I got. But, but anyway, so. All of that, all of that builds and puts yes. complexes in your yes. mind. And I also think that people who are prone to having an eating disorder, mm-hmm. whether that be, anorexia bulimia or overeating Mm -hmm. right binge eating yes i think that specifically binge eating specifically like overeating which is like something i've struggled with my whole life like growing up in the south i can remember one of the ways people show you they care about you here is Mm -hmm. by feeding you yeah (laughs) and i can remember people saying well if you don't eat what they give you that's rude right and if you don't eat as much of it as you can to show them you appreciated it, to show them you enjoyed it, that can be taken as, oh, you didn't like it. Oh, right. you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and again. And when you're a people pleaser. Yes. Yes. <laughs> on top of that, yeah. Yes. But I can, I mean, I can remember there's there's so many people in the South that the way they show you they care about you is they feed you. And I've done it to people before. Right. You know, if people come over, I'm like, oh, what can, what can I, now look, I don't cook. But I, what can I go buy? Like, what can I go buy for us to eat? Like, what can I, let me feed you. Let me, you know, whatever. And you do cook sometimes. You've, you've cooked spaghetti for me before. Uh, yes, girl. <laughs> Spaghetti's. Spaghetti's. I've gotten real good at spaghetti. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it was good. Hey, look, and I, I doctor up that sauce a little bit. So it's got Same. a little bit. It's yeah, got a little gotta, bit of me you, in it. You gotta right? doctor it up a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So let's continue talking about your childhood, Lindsay. I know that you, unlike me, had were thin okay yeah I'll talk about that so yeah I was always um a little chubby as a kid which you know when I was a kid I thought oh I'm a fat whale you know but looking back at pictures like yes I can see my stomach and I would say I was a little bit chubby as a kid nothing nothing concerning though but because of my environment and because of my inner critic I thought I was yeah fatter than I was um so eventually I got to um you know, maybe 14. Well, I guess I, I was a little bit older than that. I was about 15, 16 years old. I finally got tired of having a stomach, you know, and I just wanted yeah. to know what it felt like to be thin. And I was at the age, which we're going to talk about this too. I was at the age where I was really wanting a boyfriend. And I had told myself my whole life, the reason why guys didn't like me is because I wasn't skinny. Yeah. It was just always the story I told myself and probably the story I still tell myself to this yeah. day. But um, I finally got to the age where I was like, I want a boyfriend. And I think if I really want a boyfriend, if I really want to be somebody's dream girl, I'm going to have to look the part. Yeah. And so I started cutting back. I gave up sweet tea, which brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Just to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I gave up, you know, sodas. I gave up sweet tea. I think I still drink diet sodas, but I mostly drank water. 
I had my cup of coffee in the morning and which I was a teenager at the time. So I didn't drink coffee every morning, but every once in a while if I wanted a cup of coffee, I would drink coffee and I would drink diet sodas and I would eat like turkey sandwiches on wheat bread and gosh, just watching what you're eating. I would eat yeah. oatmeal every morning for breakfast. And I think at night I would eat what my mom cooked. I just made sure not to eat too much. Yeah. I would get like a very small portion. So you know, at the time, I thought that I was just, like, doing what I was supposed to do. I was, you know, eating like a normal person. But really what it was, was it was a lot of restricting. Yeah. You know, I probably wasn't eating as many calories as I should have been. Um, but I was, I was, you know, very disciplined on how many calories I was consuming a day and making sure I wasn't eating any sweets, making sure I wasn't drinking any sugary drinks. And I went to the gym every morning before school. I got up at 5 a.m. and I would go to peak wow. peak performance and I would uh, I would have a cardio day every other day and then I would have like a strength training day every other day. So like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays were my cardio days. Tuesdays and Thursdays is when I would, would like lift weights and stuff like that. But even if I lift weights, I still got on the treadmill. I got yeah. on the treadmill every day. Wow. And then on Saturdays, I would do Zumba. So I was working out six days a week. Yeah. Every day consistently. And I probably lost about 20, 30 pounds. But what's funny about it is I lost all that weight. I never got a flat stomach. I still had a little bit of a stomach. So even though I had lost a lot of weight, I was in really great health. I was in really great shape. Like I was able to do like Insanity, that workout. My brother bought it and I was like, oh, let me try Insanity. I was able to do the Insanity workouts. You know, they were tough, but I was able to complete them. So I knew I was in good shape, but I still wasn't proud of myself I didn't feel like I had really accomplished anything because I didn't have that flat stomach right it was like I was obsessed with and probably to this day I still that am was like the focal obsessed point. with having a flat stomach like nothing right. else mattered to me like obviously I wish my butt was a little bit bigger but ultimately what I wish more than anything my whole life was that I would have a flat stomach and I never achieved that so I think when I when I plateaued um I stayed there at the same weight for a little while. I got frustrated. I missed pizza. I missed sweet tea. I missed Dr. Pepper. I missed cookies and brownies. And in your head, you were probably like, well, if my stomach's not flat, doing all this stuff. Girl, say it for the people in the back. That's exactly what happened. I got burnt out on restricting myself, which at the time I was telling myself I got burnt out on my diet. I got burnt out on restricting myself. um, That I kind of just gave up. I was like, you know what? I don't have, I did all this work and I still don't have a flat stomach. I'm just going to eat what I want. Yeah. And I'm tired of waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, six days a week. Yeah. Which, Zumba, I didn't wake up at 5 a.m. I woke up like around 10. But I I burnt myself out working out every day for six days a week. You exhausted yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah, I burnt out. So I just completely gave it up. And there would be times in my life where I would diet and exercise again. But it never stuck as long as it did. I probably was... I probably lived that... I don't even know if I should call it healthy. I lived that lifestyle lifestyle that I lived for about six months. Yeah. So that was the longest period of time where I was like exercising Actively, and, yeah. and watching my food. Um, I've never been able to do that again. And I think it's because... Did you, did you feel like you got different attention from boys when uh, that happened? Well, interestingly enough... I did get a lot of attention. Like, my parents were like, you look so good, you're doing so good. My grandparents were like, you look so good, you're doing so good. Uh, People at church, my friends, people were complimenting me, telling me, oh, wow, you've lost weight, you're doing good, you know, keep it up, stuff like that. They were just like, they're proud of me. Yeah. 
um, I never really noticed a huge difference in the way guys treated me. Hmm. Like, I still wasn't being asked out on dates. I still, you know, yeah, nothing really changed romantically in my life. So that was the first time I kind of wondered, you know, wow, my whole life I told myself the reason guys don't like me is because of my weight. Maybe it's something else. Which is where the what's wrong with me thoughts just multiplied. Right. So. Well, I think that, so like my experience with, because we're like combining, I'm not laughing. I'm I'm laughing because I'm thinking about my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And she's funny. So we're kind of meshing obviously our weight and our dating life because as fat women obviously the one thing we think about all the time is how being overweight can make us unattractive yeah i feel like that's what you constantly you tie those two together all the time like you cannot be beautiful and fat yeah like those two things don't go together is what is what we've always been taught from society and and everything else and i tell myself that more than anything yeah what's funny is like i would like i i can see you know, like, I think you're gorgeous. I've always thought you were a very beautiful woman, Katie. And yet, I can't look at my own self in the mirror and say, you're beautiful too, Lindsay. Well, you see, know? and I feel the same way. Like, I, I feel crazy? like you're beautiful. I've, I I know so many people that are overweight that I'm like, wow, they're just She's so gorgeous. beautiful. And they, they, they're in tune with who they are. And, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, you are disgusting. Yes. <laughs> But yes, but so awful. So going going back to kind of my childhood, like I said, I've always been the fat kid, and there were there were people at my school that never let me forget it. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh girl. Oh yeah. So there, I'll just go to middle school because, like, when you're a kid, most of the time people are like, I mean, when you're a kid, other kids don't really look at kids right. as being fat or skinny. They just don't really. Um, but so like middle school, that's probably the hardest time in your life. <laughs> Um, as a fat kid. Yeah. Um, I barely remember middle school, honestly. Yeah, I've suppressed a lot. <laughs> but, so, that's probably the hardest time in your life. You're coming into your own. You're awkward. You're going through puberty. I mean, it's just like, middle school is like the toughest time, man. So, being a fat kid on top of all that is tough. Um, and I had, there was somebody that I was next to, like, with lockers, Right. So, somebody that had a locker next to me, anytime we changed classes, like in the morning, or at least one time during the day, when we were at the locker at the same time, this person would look at me and say, hey, fatty, (gasps) every single day. Hey, what did you do? I just didn't say anything. I just would get my stuff and go to class and... Now, here's, here's the thing. And that breaks my heart because I, you're a strong woman. Yes. You are a strong woman and you stand up for others I hope you stand up for yourself as fiercely as you do for others. Well, here's, and that's, I'll, I'll get to that too, because that goes, anyway, so every day this person would say, hey, fatty, Mm -hmm. every single day without fail. And now here's Say their name. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm not going to call that person out, but (laughs) we're adults now and like, Mm. wish the best for that person. But (laughs) I still have baby fat. I still have baby fat. I still have baby. So, um... The good thing about my childhood was that I had two amazing parents. Good. And and not only did I have good parents, I had parents that loved the hell out of me. Okay? Good. So, like, there was not a day that went by that my parents, both of them, didn't say... There was not one day that went by where they did not say, um, I love you and, and hug me. Aww. Every single day. And I tell people yeah. that all the time and people are like, 
okay, parents do that. I'm like, no, you don't realize how yeah. important that is. Until someone says, I didn't have parents that did that. Yes. Every day, my mom mm. and my dad both would hug me and tell me they loved me. And that is one of the things that I think anchored me. Yeah. Because I knew that even if this one person or 10 right. people or 20 people, whoever thought I was fat or thought this or that, the other... It didn't matter because I had two people at home that loved loved me and thought I was great and thought I was important and thought I was special. So those other people didn't really matter to me. But all of that being said, that statement every single day Mm. was enough to really, you know, kind of hinder my confidence at that age. And I can remember coming home to my mom, not daily, but, you know, couple times a month probably crying because of my weight or crying because I didn't look like the other girls or because boys didn't seem interested in me or I was, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and when I was that young, it wasn't really until college, I feel like, that I got that kind of assertiveness yeah. that you're talking about that mm-hmm. I have. I know that I have that. Um, but I didn't really get that until college from a, and a group of girls my freshman year really instilled in me that if I didn't grow a backbone, that I, that people would walk all over me the rest of my life. Wow. And that group of girls that I lived in the dorm with really Helped catapulted you. me into a different person. Wow. Shout from out to that, them. Yes. Shout out to them. From that moment. Um, Nia, Chelsea, Amber, Erica. Yes. Um, Shell, I mean, they really pushed me into a different person. And from that moment on was when I was like, if I don't stand up for myself, nobody else is going to. And I have to, I have to speak up for what I think is right. I have to speak up for what I think is wrong. I have to speak out or speak out for what I think is wrong. And, you know, so yeah, shout out to them for sure. They, they definitely changed my life, um, for the better. But so middle school was really hard for me and I can remember middle school dances mm. <laughs> were like the best and mm. worst thing of my entire life because dances were so fun but at the same time when you weren't the girl getting asked to dance oh. they weren't fun yeah and I wasn't the girl getting asked to dance I, ever and all of my friends were yeah and, and that hurts yes and I don't think that I don't think that boys at the time realized that that none of them danced with the fat girl. And look, there were there were right. boys too that weren't that were being told no when they asked someone to dance. So right. I feel for them too. But that was that was really difficult because when you were the girl at the dance that wasn't getting asked to dance, that was the hard that was one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. Um my parents DJed a middle school dance one time. Really? Yes. And that was the most fun dance because everybody just danced. Like they didn't uh-huh. even hardly play any slow songs. They just played like Songs like the Electric Slide, the YMCA, they played all yeah. that kind of stuff, and we all just danced together, so that was awesome. Which is honestly really smart for a middle school. Yeah. You know, why do why do middle school? It's awkward to stand there and like face each other and kind of sway back. I know and forth. you just anyway. sway. And then the great thing about middle school dances, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, is you talk to your friends that are standing next to you. Like you don't even talk to the person you're <gasps> dancing with. You don't even that look at so the person true. you're dancing with. You're like, okay, so what was what was Mrs. Um, Bleaker's class. What what happened the other day? And then, <laughs> and then the funny, it's so awkward. The funniest thing is, is as soon as the song stops, you both just walk the opposite the way. way. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> well, that dance was great. <laughs> like you didn't even talk. You didn't even talk to them. You didn't even look. Yeah. You didn't make eye contact for more than one second, or yes. it would be completely awkward. And then as soon as the song was over, you both just went opposite, opposite ends. Directions. <laughs> they they went where all the boys were standing. You went where all the girls were standing. It was just the weirdest time. Yeah, but it was. So that was middle school. Now, when I got to high school, I was in the marching band, and we ran laps like every day in marching band shout out jeremy tate thanks for that <laughs> um but we ran laps girl we were... you had to wear like three bras girl because <laughs> miss mcgill is blessed. girl she wasn't as blessed back then but who yeah so um we ran laps we were out in the sun we practiced all the time i mean so i i had lost quite a bit of weight but i didn't realize because i'd always been the fat kid so i always saw myself like that exactly and i look back at pictures of myself from notice. high school now and i was like whoa <gasps> Like, you me. were not as yeah. big as you thought you were. I know. I do the same thing. I get so mad at myself. So, I actually, my my first, my freshman year of high school, it was the first year of high school, my freshman year of high school, I still saw myself, like I said, as that fat girl that nobody would ever find attractive, that was just one of the guys. Like, mm. I was like, the I could hang girl. out, I could hang out with boys, I could hang out with girls, it was fine. So, I would dress down. I wore, mm. I wore Converse jeans and I bought all of my clothes out of the boys section Mm -hmm. because I would wear like ACDC t-shirts or like Pink Floyd or like all kinds of just those graphic tees and I never wore Abercrombie or Aeropostale or all those like fancy clothes and whatever because they didn't fit well that and they were expensive so they were expensive yeah yeah. I remember like going to like Hollister and Aeropostale and stuff like that and being like oh this is where the cool kids shop and then not being able to find anything in my and size. And they were not size friendly. Yeah. And they weren't flattering. Even if you could find a shirt that they would were fit thin. on you. Yeah, they were thin. You'd have to wear a shirt you. under it. Yeah. yeah, it was not flattering at yeah. all. So, I can just remember dressing down. I never wore makeup. So, and I, like, looking back now, I think that in my mind, I thought, well, you're already unattractive, so you don't need to be wearing anything that's going to draw attention to you because then it just looks like you're trying really hard. So, mm. just just blend in, fall in the back. like. Girl. So, that's exactly how I felt. And... I never really had, I never really had guys in high school. Now, if somebody, if somebody tried to approach me and I was just unaware, it was because I was in my own head, y'all, because I never thought anybody would find me attractive. So if I hurt your feelings, I'm so sorry, because I was just like, no, that can't be true. Like, you know what I'm I mean? I say, there's probably a lot of guys who have tried to flirt with you and probably tried to flirt with me, but we've convinced ourselves in our mind that oh, they couldn't possibly be flirting exactly. with you. They're just being nice. And especially in high school, that's how oh, I was. Yeah. I was like, no. Um, and honestly, I didn't date anybody in high school. Really? I, I had not a single boyfriend in high school. Um, I thought you did your senior year. Mm-mm. You didn't? Okay. No. I mean, me and a guy got really close, mm-hmm. but no, we never dated. Gotcha. And I, one, I worked all the time. So like I was in the band, I was going to school. I worked at wall street. Like I was working. I didn't, I never really had time for boys. I was all about like making money. I was like, I just want to make my own money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I never had a boyfriend in high school. And then, um, so that's really, my dating scene in high school is not really that, you know, spectacular. Would you, would you say that there was a lot of longing? Or at least some longing? There was some lo- Yeah, I think there was. Um, but also, I think that I really liked being kind of independent and not yeah. being tied down and like yeah. feeling like I had to hang out with this boy all the time or that, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I liked being able to jump in the car with my girlfriends and go and not have to think about anything. Um mm-hmm. But I also just didn't want to waste my time. I know that sounds weird, too. But, like, if I knew that, like, I didn't really like, like, like a guy, I just didn't waste my time. 
Like, you I know what you. I mean? And yeah. that may sound weird, too, but, like, if I didn't just think, oh, man, this guy's great. He's awesome. I really like him. I just didn't waste my time. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I hope If I ever have a daughter, I hope she's like that because that's that's the way to be, honestly. I just didn't waste my time. Because I, there was a lot of longing on my part for a boyfriend in high school, and I did have little boyfriends here and there. But in those seasons where I was single, I always really longed for a boyfriend. I wanted someone yeah. to hold hands with, someone to hug, someone to kiss, someone well, to go on dates with. I used to think, like, when I got into college and started, like, dating people, mm-hmm. I, I used to think, man, I really, do I even know what I want? Because I haven't dated very many people, mm. but I always knew what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I always knew what I wanted, and I think that at the end of the day, I just wasn't going to, like, I wasn't going to... Settle. Yeah. I, if I, I didn't that. really like you, I did not waste our time. Right. I won't just say waste my time. I wasn't going to waste your time. Like, you know, if I knew that I wasn't really vibing with you, like, you were a cool person, like, we can hang out, like, that's great. But if I knew I really wasn't feeling you in that way, I wasn't going to waste either one of our time. And that was really a blessing for you because you probably avoided a lot of BS relationships by having that mentality. I think I did. Now, Brandon and I have even talked about this because neither one of us dated very many people. Like, I honestly only... Like, I I mean, I've been out with other guys, but like not like like my my boyfriend dated. You know what I mean? I only dated two guys and I married one of them. Right. So, Brandon only dated, like, I, I don't know, four, three mm-hmm. or four girls. Yeah. Maybe five. And that's not really a lot, like, in the grand scheme of things. But I think that he and I were just the same. We were just like, I, I just, if I wasn't really feeling you, I wasn't going to waste our time. Yeah. So, something, something I think a lot of fat girls could relate to. Um, well, not just girls, you know, honestly, anybody who's bigger or maybe just someone who has insecurities. Not yeah. even about your weight, but it's just, like, an insecurity about something about your appearances. Yeah. Is sometimes... You'll date people who are interested in you just because you feel like so excited that someone's actually interested in you that you will date them and you'll tell yourself, oh, um, my feelings for them will develop, will come with time. I need, but, but I don't need to lose this opportunity because this person is actually attracted to me and actually wants to love me. Let me give them the chance to or else I might miss out on love in my life. Well, and I think that's what I did with my first boyfriend yeah well let's talk about it because i mean that's something a lot of us do he was good looking yeah um really pursued me a lot and i had never had that happen in my life yes and i had told i had told him no a few times like you know i was like no no i'm just not not Mm -hmm. and then i thought gosh well he's he really likes me a lot like maybe i should give it a shot we dated for a year and a half it was toxic it was Mm. not good for either one of us like it was not good for either one of us um yeah, and it just didn't end all that well. Um, I mean, I wish the best for him in his life, but right. you know, it just it wasn't. But you kind of knew at the very oh, beginning. Oh yes, that I you knew. Weren't... I knew before we dated that yeah. I shouldn't have dated him. <laughs> yeah. Um, for for him and for me, like you know, this right. wasn't good for either one of us. Um, but I went with it because I was like, nobody's ever per- nobody's ever pursued me. Like I've never had You're anybody. Like, wow, this feels so good. Yes, like I'd never had anybody leave flowers on my car mm. and like actually try to woo me. Right, yeah. like that had never happened. And there was always a part of me that wondered, though. Um, there was always a part of me that wondered, did I put off this personality that was unapproachable to men? Yeah, same. Um, and as as someone who, <coughs> excuse me. As someone who prides herself on being an independent, 
strong-willed woman, I always wondered if there were times in my life where I put off a vibe of being unapproachable. Yeah, don't talk to to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for anything. Well, It's, it's a wall. And I've also talked to some guys about it before. And some guys have even told me, like, yeah, if a woman comes off that way, I don't approach her because she doesn't need me. She doesn't need <gasps> anything from me. And I hate that. And if there's nothing she needs from me, what do I have to offer? Because And guy, that's what they think. And that's obviously not what I intended to do, mm-hmm. if that was ever the case. But Which is honestly a good thing because what you want is you don't want someone who needs you to need them. You want someone who wants you to want them. Yeah. Because that's how I am. I'm a very independent person, and I'm going to continue being an independent person the rest of my life. That doesn't mean that I don't want someone to share my life with. Right. But I will say, anybody that comes into my life, I will never need you. But that doesn't mean I don't want you. And I think that's more beautiful. And Brandon was really the first guy that I ever had in my life that when I went on a tangent about something that I Mm -hmm. thought was right or wrong or whatever... Mm -hmm. And and got hateful because I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I know who I know my fault. Like I know my faults. I know my flaws. Um, he was the first one to go. Whoa, you're not going to talk to me like that. Mm. Ooh. Like. <laughs> oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, oh, am I not? Oh, I'm not. And I remember just looking at him, and he was like, he was like, Katie, we can have this conversation. He was like, but you're not going to talk to me like that. And I was like, but yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> and. And, you know, he was the first one that just kind of was like, you're not going to talk to me like that. And I was just, that was surprising to me because, like I said, I I can be very aggressive and assertive. And so for someone to just take a minute and in a respectful way say, we're not doing this. Like, this is not how this is going to go, you know. Um, And again, not saying our relationship's perfect. It's far from that. But I feel like I have a partner in Brandon. I feel like I have, I feel like I have a friend in Brandon and that's well that that was that was what was so important to me my whole life is like I gotta find somebody that I can sit here and kick it with Mm -hmm. and not feel like I have to be a wife all the time or like a you know I don't I don't want to be in a relationship like that and and Brandon is like I can truly 100% say that he is my best friend like he is just my ride or die like I know that anytime I'm having a bad day he's the one that's going to hype me up or Mm -hmm. Or just sit there while I cry. Yeah. And anytime I need to complain, he's going to be there saying, what are we talking crap about today? Let's <laughs> let's do it. You know. So, I just, I encourage everybody to find someone that you are friends with before anything else. Because at the end of the day, friendship is really what's going to last you the long run. You and know? I feel like you're a great success story in a person who what had insecurities and was afraid to be vulnerable with someone and didn't believe that you could be someone's dream girl and you still found a great loving partner who loves you adores you i know brandon finds you very attractive like y'all really do have a great relationship and i know that y'all have had to come through things and stuff like that i'm not saying yeah it's been the perfect journey it's been a battle but y'all really do have a relationship that I really admire and I've always looked up that. to. I've I always really looked that. up to you guys because I can just tell like even if you guys aren't perfect you truly authentically love care and care each for each other yeah, and are loyal to each other. Yeah, we really do care about each other and a respect lot. each other. And another thing that I also encourage people to do this. Now look, I'm not going to say you have to. Obviously, you live your life and you do what you want, but you know, I know so many people that meet someone and immediately get married and I'm not saying that doesn't work for people because some people it straight up does work for I mean I've known people that 
have gotten married three months after meeting each other. They just knew it was it, and mm-hmm. they rolled with it, and it's been great. Yeah. But for me and Brandon, we dated for, like, almost six years before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And that meant a lot to me because I felt like we experienced a lot of trials and victories together before we ever entered, like, the bond of marriage, right? Because nice. that was what was so important to me was, I mean, he was there when my dad died. Um, he was there. I, I've been there when he's lost a job. He's been there when I quit jobs. He's been, like, mm-hmm. you know, he was there when I was in school, when he was in school. It was, there were a lot of Big hardships. Milestones. Yes. A lot of hardships and a lot of successes that we've experienced together. And I really do think that those things made us stronger Yeah, and taught us a lot about each other and taught us how to be patient with one another and love each other through some of those things. So I think that was really important. Again, like I said, just for us, but, and, and once again, reiterating, I do that all the time, but (laughs) our, our relationship is not perfect. And it's something that we have to work on every day, but we definitely work for each other every day. So that's amazing. Yeah. I I do love him a lot. He's a, he's a good, good boy. (laughs) He's a good boy. I'm a good boy. That's what I always tell him. Yeah, no, I love, and I love being able to watch you guys be in a relationship, and what's funny is, like, I, I was, I was friends with Katie, we were, we're cousins, but, <laughs> we were cousins, I was cousins with Katie, I was friends with Katie, um, another thing when, I will say is be first... friends with your cousin before yeah. your cousins, yeah, <laughs> be friends with your cousins before your cousins, but I was, uh, friends with you when, you know, you and Brandon were first starting out, and I got all those conversations, I, and so it's just been so fun to, like, literally watch the relationship the progress and yeah. become what it's become. Yeah. It gives me a lot of hope because I, for others of you who are single, listen, I'm single as well. You are not alone. I'm 27 years old. I've been single for years actually. And, you know, ultimately it's a combination of, you know, fear of getting out there, yeah. but also it is a lot of, I have a specific type of relationship I'm looking for and a bond that I'm looking for, and I don't want to settle for anything less yep, than that. And you shouldn't. Because I know what I want. I've seen what true love is between Katie and Brandon, you know, between other couples that I've seen in my life as well. I know what I want. And you know it's out there. And I know it's out there. And I'm not going to settle until I find it. And, and you if shouldn't. I'm single until I'm 47, you know, then that was just the plan for my life. I, I refuse to settle. Yeah. I will be single the rest of my life before I settle. So if you are single and you are tired of it and you're thinking about settling don't girl reach out to me we'll talk we'll kiki yes but don't do it it's never worth settling no it's really not and it's you know when you find that person that you were meant to be with you'll know and take the time to truly get to know that person yeah because i also was fortunate to have parents that were very very real and transparent with me in their marriage you know where it's like hey your your dad and I your mom and I we love each other but people change over time yeah we are not the same people that we married 20 30 years ago right like we are still different people so take the time to truly get to know that person because the true person deep down inside of them typically doesn't change but Mm -hmm. but there are things that will change yeah and I think that's a lot of times people forget that too that you're constantly evolving as people and then you're trying to do that with a marriage and with financial burden and with, you know, everything that comes along with living life, you know, but 
you know, just make sure you find someone that you know is your biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. and the person that's going to be there anytime you turn around. Those, Absolutely. those are the two things that I think everybody should look for and don't settle till you find, find that person because it's, it's love is so much more than just flowers and mm-hmm. gifts and things like that. I mean, you, they have to feed your soul. Absolutely. So. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. What can, I, what can I say? What can, what can we say? What can I say? I have a way with words. You do. I have a way with <laughs> words. So we've said a lot today about our childhood and finding dating. love and dating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll probably still talk about dating because there's, yeah, there's so, much so much more much we could say. say. And we've been talking for like an hour now, y'all. So if you've, if you've hung out with us. They deserve it, though, because we missed out you, on two episodes. That's true. That's true. We're making up for lost. We're making today. up for lost time. <laughs> lost time. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Well, I think the next episode we do, we should talk about dating. Like, yeah. just casual. Like, just casual dating. Casual as, dating. Yeah, oh, that kind of thing. to be said. So much. Sure. So much to be said. Should we do a little Cousin Kiki? We should do a Cousin Kiki, Lens. Let's have right. a Kiki. So this, I want to have a Kiki. This first Cousin Kiki um, is not... She doesn't have any questions, but mm. I would just like to read it. Okay, okay, go ahead. So, hiya, ladies. Love the first episode. High five. I love the natural flow and how genuine you are. When you're talking about Mother Nature, I instantly had my mind going to my time on the front porch. It's my new favorite room at my house. If you ever want to use it to record an episode, <gasps> just know that Mikasa es su casa, and we won't bug you while you're here. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, I enjoyed reading this article. She left us an article that we'll have to read. It's called Forest Bathing. Ooh. And then she said, with love, Cousin Kiki. She also said, by the way... Um, not born at Jackson General. I was a, I was born and adopted in Jackson, Mississippi. So oh, wow. a different Jackson. Thank you, wow. Cousin Kiki. Thank you, Cousin Kiki. And we always love to find out if you weren't born at Jack- Jackson General. Because <laughs> we feel like everybody here was. We are right. international. Our next Cousin Kiki. Hey, this is Cousin Gender Neutral Kiki. Yes. I just want to say, first of all, I enjoy your podcast thoroughly. When oh. I listen, I feel like I'm there in the room with y'all laughing, chatting it up, kind of like old times. Oh. Second of all, I want to say that I was born in Murfreesboro. Woo! So there's that. <laughs> I would like to add some comments about self-talk. I've been doing my best to change the way I talk to myself for a few years. And what I've gotten from that has been life-changing for sure, like y'all mentioned in this episode. Katie, you had mentioned that you call yourself stupid whenever you do something that you don't like. And I would like to say you're not alone in that experience. Personally, I used to do that a lot. And I came across a random Pinterest self-improvement post saying, instead of calling yourself stupid, just say something like, oh, that was just a lack of thought. That's a good... Or silly me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you goofy goon. Oh, you goofy goober. And like I said, the change isn't going to happen overnight, but Mm. the more I told myself that phrase, the more I believed I wasn't stupid. I accept the challenge of complimenting myself first thing every morning. Good. And I hope you guys are still doing that. Um, (laughs) Love y'all so much. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm excited to continue listening until the ripe age of 88. Yes! (laughs) P.S. Would love an episode focused on astrology. Oh, yes. You got it, girl. (laughs) We love that, Kiki. You got it, girl. Because you know what? Actually, after this podcast ends, Katie, we can talk about your chart because I did look your chart up (gasps) and I got some info for you. (laughs) Oh, we need to do it on the next podcast episode, too. Yeah, that would be fun. But so we we have one more cousin, Kiki, but we're going to save it for next week. But please... Please, please keep sending in those Cousin Kikis, guys. And, Yay. And any questions that you have that you want us to talk about. Um, because, like I said, you are part of this journey with us. And we want you to be an active part of it. And we're going to start calling in some guests and hopefully hopefully having some people yeah, on the that. pod with us um, to talk about different things. But 
Once again, I hope that you guys have still been doing the challenge of telling yourself good morning, beautiful, every morning. I have done it. I haven't been consistent every single day. Me either. I did but it I one have day. done it. I have done it. And the days that I did it, I noticed I had a little pep in my yeah. step. Just, to, you know, even if it's just a little. You know what I noticed? So what I did was I, instead of saying hi, beautiful, is I, I told myself what I liked about myself. And I, so my intention was to just look in the mirror and find one thing I liked about myself. Yeah. And what I ended up doing was reciting multiple things I liked about myself. Wow. And it felt really good. Each compliment I gave myself felt good, so I kept doing it. Well, then the challenge this week yeah. is going to be, one, to, conti- to continue doing your yeah. Good Morning Beautiful, and yeah. then I want you to find one thing you like about yourself mm-hmm. and just point it out to yourself. Yeah, because I promise you, I promise you, you won't stop with one. And that's, and you know, it could be something as, as your hair looks nice today. Yeah. And move on. That's it. Like you don't you don't have to linger on it. You don't have to dwell on it. Just good morning, beautiful. Nice hair today. Move mm-hmm. on. And and I'll say too, you know, compliments about your personality feel just as good as compliments about your appearances. Yep. Like sometimes if I'm out of appearance stuff that I like, I'll start saying things that I like about my character. Yeah. And that feels really good too. Yep. Because inner beauty is just as important. Is more important Absolutely. than outer beauty. It is. But you know, we when we think of compliments, we always think of outer compliments. Yeah. But those inner compliments feel just as nourishing to the soul. Yeah. And I'm going to add a monthly challenge for everybody. Ooh, so this is challenge. something you obviously don't have to do every single day. But at least try it once a month is give of yourself to something. So what I mean by that is go volunteer somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Go make a donation to a food pantry, to a nonprofit, to something. Give something of yourself this month. Because I think some people forget how important it is. Like, we were put here to help each other. I believe that. Yeah. And, you know, helping other people is part of who we are as humans. And I think it's something that we all desperately need. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of my friends in the past. And this could be a whole other episode, girl. But I've talked to some of my friends in the past that were saying, you know, I just feel like I don't have any purpose. I feel lost. I feel whatever. And I'll ask them. The first thing I ask them is, when's the last time you did something for somebody else? Wow. And a lot of times they'll be like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, if you have to. And most of the time, if, mm. I, if, I, if they can't answer me, I'll yeah, say that answers my question. Which, again, I'm not saying anybody's bad for not doing anything right. for other people. But I think people forget you that forget. that's part of our nature is yeah. we're supposed to nurture like, yeah. part of our nature is we are supposed to help other people. So I'm going to challenge everyone this month. Just do something, even if it's once this month or once a week or once every day. You know, whatever you want to yeah. do. But at least once this month, do something for somebody else. Whether it's volunteering at a soup kitchen, helping out a nonprofit, donating to a nonprofit, volunteering at your church or whatever religious organization you're involved in. Um, or helping someone, feeding someone that you see as homeless donating clothing whatever it is i encourage you this month to do something for somebody else because yeah. it will really change your life and it can even be something as simple as you know taking a friend out to lunch yeah or you mowing know? your grandparents yard or Aww, you know yeah, doing whatever really taking them groceries doing I, I mean getting them out and taking them to a meal especially people who mm-hmm. are shut in you know yeah. that's you know it's so important to do things for other people and, and that'll it. help get you out of your head too because like if, yes. you're, if you're swarmed with this inner critic that's constantly criticizing yourself you're in your own head. Sometimes you have to step out of, it's not all about me. Right. And go help someone else. Go talk to someone else. All of that is getting you out of your head. Yeah. Because when you're just so focused on you, that's when you start focusing on the well, negativity. Well, and like you said, Lindsay, inner beauty radiates. Oh, it does. Outward beauty is... Fleeting. It's just outward. It's so surface. But inner beauty radiates out. And inner beauty is what will affect everybody else. Yeah. So I just encourage you guys to do that this week. But 
So now that we're done with our podcast episode for the day, <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out. Let's do our outro lens. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I oh, love I'm- you. You should too. Big girl mood. Let's, Let's go, go get, get some food. food. Let's get some Lee's. Ooh. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.